Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. I'm Donnie Spano, and I'm so glad to come together with you here in this time. And this is a perfect time to come together to get our Bible before us and to feed our faith today. So let's do that. Uh, go ahead and get your scriptures out, your Bible, and let's pray together. Let's ask for God's help in this time. There's no greater time to have... The scriptures tell us that faith is the victory. Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So on an everyday basis, we have a world that is trying to be conquering a believer, trying to overcome a believer. The only way that you and I will overcome this world is by our faith. Now, God has given his faith into us when we receive Jesus as our Lord, but that faith has to be grown up. It has to be matured, and then it has to be exercised. So let's do that today. Let's together seek the Father. Father, we're asking of you now for your help. We're asking, Father, for your anointing, that by the help of your Spirit, who is our teacher, that he would help us to to have the ears to hear and the eyes to see, hearts to understand and to perceive what is your will and your way, and that we would be graced, Father, by your ability as we leave these places to not just hear these your words, but be doers of them. And Father, I open myself to you that I would uh, hear from you clearly and speak expressly that just as you said in your word, Father, that my mouth would be like the pen of a ready writer, that it would be easy for you to speak forth what you want in this time. We believe we receive it, Father. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. It is a powerful principle in our prayer life that we thank him even before we see it, even before it's present before us. If you and I are dictated by outside circumstances to determine what we do, it shows that we're lacking in faith. And there's actually, I sense this right now, there are people and they're wondering, why does this thought keep coming back to me? Why do I have the impression to look at this or to do this? And if we're waiting until everything falls right into place before we'll take that step and do that thing, then it's, it's actually going to uh, get us uh, behind will actually be off track there's certain things that if we don't do it now when it doesn't look exactly like it's the time and the need but we sense the Spirit of God showing us on the inside to do this then we're going to be behind we were going to need it already back there and to be prepared to do it there's certain things we're gonna to need to lay hold on and get now and we'll find out more later as to why so that being said, let's continue. We're going to look today, if you would, go to Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. And we're going to go a few verses. We're going to go up through verse 16. So Exodus 17, verse 8. And we've been camping on a certain uh, factor, a certain uh, area that has been entitled, As He Is. And I, I sensed as we've been looking at it that this is important to God to see Him and know Him for who He is. Why say that? Because there are many ideas, many things have been taught, many things have been believed about God that are simply not true. And this is something I found um, through a father in the faith, Brother Kenneth E. Hagan. 
And I'm going to read this to you again for those that maybe haven't heard this in, in recent messages. But he said this in a book that the Lord gave him entitled, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith. And he said, One reason we as Christians live in unbelief. Now, is it possible for you to be a Christian and live in unbelief? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And he said, One reason we as Christians live in unbelief and our faith has been hindered is because we lack knowledge about redemption and, our, and about our redemptive rights. We lack knowledge of what God's Word says about our redemption, and that lack of knowledge is the greatest enemy of faith. Again, this was what the Lord gave Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. And to see this, we lack knowledge of what God's Word says about our redemption, and that lack of knowledge is the greatest enemy of faith. That's why we've been spending so much time talking about God's redemptive nature, about who God has said that He is. Because there are these seven different redemptive names in the Scriptures that give us a picture. It's like a vantage point. You know, you and I can look at a mountain and we can see it from this aspect and then we can go, say we're going to go west and we look at it from that aspect, but then we're going to keep going and we get to the eastern portion. You're seeing different parts of who God says He is. And yet... It's all still Him, but there are different ways to look at Him. God, who is love, is vast. He's beyond our understanding. You and I can go our whole life long and keep growing and knowing and growing in this knowledge of His redemption. And even in our last days upon this earth, if the Lord tarries is coming, there's still going to be things, if we increase in faith, that we're going to see it like we've never seen it. He is that vast. There will come a day where we're going to see and know even as we are known. And in that day, there's going to be so much that's going to make sense. But guess what? We're not there yet. And as the Lord tarries is coming, we're going to continuously live in a place where we know in part and we see in part. And so with that being known, this was something that, that the Lord put on my heart, is that ignorance of His redemption is to be ignorant of God and to live far below his intention. This is something that I got through Brother Doug Jones. I know he's one of our instructors there at, at the U.S. Rama campus. And he would talk about living below God's intention, below his standard. You'll find in, in our culture and other cultures here in western states, but then in others, you have uh, middle class, upper class, lower class. You have different castes if you're talking Indian culture and, and there are others. And with this, you're talking about a level of living that men have created. Well, there's a level of living that God has for you and I. And it's important, let me look at my time, that we check up on this. Am I living at God's highest standard of living? The only way you and I will be able to is if we find His will and His way and we put that into our life. We act like that is the way and we're going to live like it's the way. That's the only way you and I as believers are going to live in the highest standard and level of living. And it means it, it's, it goes beyond what system we're born into. It goes beyond how we grew up and lived. You and I could have come out of poverty. In fact, the Proverbs talk about this. He'll take us from a place of poverty and He'll sit us with princes. He'll call us out of what was nothing, seemingly, and cause us to be royalty 
in this earth and in the time to come. So it doesn't matter what we've come out of, you and I can live in the highest standard of living in God's eyes and it will be seen in this earth as well. Now in, in continuation here, let's see God is showing who He is in this way and we're together here in Exodus 17 verse 8. Thank you, Father. And it says here in Exodus 17, 8, it says, Then came Amalek. Amalek is enemy of God, enemy of God's people. And it says in this 8th verse, And Amalek fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Is there a fight for us, the people of God? Yes. The scriptures tell us that we are to fight the good fight of faith in 1 Timothy. Fight the good fight of faith. If we choose as believers that, well, we just don't like to fight. I'm not much of a fighter. We're going to be living below God's intended purpose for us. Because he says, fight. Now, it's not fighting people. It's not fighting places. It's fighting a faith fight. It's a spiritual fight. It's a love fight. If you and I can stay in love, we can keep from ever failing. And it, the faith fight is a trust fight. It's a reliance upon God. You know, you'll find in the scriptures that God said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Do we trust that He is a righteous judge or not? Will he make it right? Yes, he will. If someone is really persecuting a Christian, really coming against one that God has blessed, you can't curse one whom God has blessed. And it's no, the blessing that is of God is the same blessing that was on Abraham. And when God blessed Abraham, Abraham he said this. He said, blessed are those that bless you and cursed are those that curse you. If they despise and think little of you, Abraham, they will be despised and they will be thought little of. But if they make a big deal out of you because of me on your life, I'm going to make a big deal out of them. I will bless them because they've blessed you in your mind. That is true in our life. And it doesn't matter what weapon is formed against us. It will not prosper. It will not advance. Why? Because you and I, we are gods. We're His children. He's our Father. And He takes personally what is done with His. Hallelujah. So we see here that they're coming against God's people. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, here in the 10th verse, and fought with Amalek. One of the things you'll, you and I will see with a faith life is it's obedient. It's not adding to God in what he said. You see here, Joshua did as Moses had said to him. Simple faith is willing and it's obedient. It'll do it the way its leaders are directing it's uh, not rebellious and resisting and notice this is also founded in Moses Moses was hearing correctly Moses wasn't making some uh, 
demands that he had just come up with himself. He was hearing from God. He was directing the way he should. And then Joshua and those under, they were hearing and submitting. And they were also willing and obedient as well. And this is why they were successful. This is why they're found faithful. And so we continue and see that they fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass, 11th verse, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and they put it under him so they're helping him get comfortable. And he sat thereon on that stone and Aaron and her stayed up his hands. The one on the one side, the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Now what if Moses thought, I don't need your help. I got this. I know I'm a little tired, but I got this. I don't need your help. They would have lost. His hands being steady was because he was trusting in his help. His help was hearing from God and were doing their part. Together, they got victory this day. The victory that you and I are going to see in our lives is dependent upon us doing it God's way. It's going to be dependent upon humbling ourselves, being honest. There's times I need help. You need help. We need to be able to register that, recognize that, be honest with ourselves. I can't do this the way it's supposed to be done on my own. So I need to be willing to hear from you, God, and trust whom you send, whom you put on my heart, and allow them to do their part so that we may glorify you and we may be successful and victorious. Can you see this? And so they here, we see, he sat there on, Aaron and her stayed up his hands, the one on the other side, the other on the other side, and his hands were steady till the going down of the sun. They're fighting all day. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in a book. Is it important that you and I remember some things? Yes, yes, that's what we're talking about. The reason why many are hindered in their faith. And now, we just read it recently in Luke. Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith on the earth? There may be many people going to church, but faith is going to be a rare commodity. People think that's, that's abstract, that the, that's unrelated. No, you see, you and I can go to many meetings and not be filled and full of faith. And faith is going to be rare when Jesus comes back. I pray by the Lord's help for us, we'll be found faithful. That we, Faith is this trust and reliance upon God the Father, upon the Lord Jesus. And you and I can go to a church service and not have that. And be coming to a club becoming to something that's no no different than a lodge but there is the true the tangible spirit and fellowship with god experiencing god for ourselves where we know him and he can commune with us and we can commune with him and together he's able to have his will in this earth his kingdom is established through us 
And so it's going to be by us reminding ourselves who is God. God is love and he's shown himself up in these different ways. This is how he is. Why do we need to remember that? Because some Yahoo is going to come up to you and tell you that healing is no longer for us today. Some Yahoo is going to come up to you and tell you that God has put this economic crisis on us to learn a lesson. Because, you know, we've got far from God. So he needs to judge us and keep us in our place. God says he is our provider. He is our healer. He's not changing who he is towards us. He's not as up and down like a yo-yo like you see many humans today. No, he is forever who he says he is. So it's important that you and I remind ourselves so when they come up and they speak some foolish things, we can sit them down nice and go, hey, I want to show you a thing or two. If you're open to it, let me take you to these verses. Right? Because it's only in meekness in instructing someone that will help. And, and the Lord can help show them what is true, what is right, and what will be fruitful in their life. Because that traditional religious garbage that many believe will not produce any fruit in our lives. And it's why many are wondering, where is God today? He has not left. He's not lost. God knows what is, what will be, and as open as we are to Him, it's Him that we will see. So, hallelujah. Let's continue in this. There's more to see. Time's sake, let's see. Thank you, Lord, for more than enough time. So we see here that uh, they wrote this memorial in a book. God told him this. The Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in a book. And rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. So he's saying, I'm going to wipe them out. But I want you to remind Joshua about this. Why? Because there's some more fights to be had. Fighting's not done yet. He's going to have to remember, I am the Lord who showed myself to you today in this victory. And he continued and he said, And Moses built an altar... And called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. The Amplified says the Lord is my banner. I want to read this to you briefly. We don't have it to put on the screen. But just listen to this. This is from the contemporary English version. And it says Moses built an altar and named it the Lord gives me victory. Don't you like that? The Lord gives me victory. Well... If he gives me victory, what does victory look like? Not failing. Not unsuccessful. If poverty is failure, then having more than enough is the victory. If sickness and disease, right, is, is away from God. He says he's the Lord, our healer. Healing in my body, having sound mind, this is victory for you and me. And we can look in every area of who we say that God is. Right? Shepherd. So you and I not being led, not knowing where to go, not knowing what to do, not being protected, not being nourished. This is what? This is failure. And this is the, the opposite of victory. You want to know what victory is? We always know where to be when, what to do and how. 
always nourished spiritually, soulically, physically, right? We are provided for. People keep trying to get over on us and steal and rob and cheat us. And what happened? We got a protector. This shepherd just keeps mm, knocking the devil and everything he tries to do. And we keep missing problem after problem after problem. Why? Because we have victory. Hallelujah. The Lord is our victory. Praise God. Praise God. And here... I'm going to read the 16th verse to you in the CEV. And it says, Then Moses explained, This is because I depended on the Lord. But in future generations, the Lord will have to fight the Amalekites again. This is because I depended on the Lord. Now let's look here. We got time's sake. I'm going to... How do you want us to do this, Father? Go with me to Matthew 26. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Is the Lord your victory? People are thinking right now, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. It doesn't have to look like you're winning for God to be your victory. And in fact, right now, it's important, if it looks real bad, that we even stop. Take a moment and go, Lord, I saw it in your word. And what you did for them, you will do for me. So I don't care how I feel, and I don't care how it looks. I don't care that, you know, I, I can't, it looks like I can't find a job. It looks like my family is going under. It looks like, man, no one wants to hear what I have to say. It looks like it doesn't matter. I don't care how it looks, and I don't care how I feel about what's going on. I trust you. And I trust you now. You said you're my victory. So I believe you. And I say it right now. The Lord's my victory. I'm coming up. I'm coming over. I'm winning. Because He is my victory. Thank you, Lord. You can say it to yourself. In the middle of the week. No one in your house. Stir up yourself. Stir up your faith. Release it. Talk about it. Hear it. You need to hear this. Why? Because He is our victory. Our victory. It makes God look good when people who profess Him, time and time again, they do the right thing and they keep getting win after win after win. People start taking notice of it. They start seeing, man, everything they do starts to multiply and produce. And no matter what, it just seems like they keep Doing better and doing better and doing better. What's going on? What are they doing? It's a witness to this world. When you and I live like this. When you and I know God for ourselves As our victory. Hallelujah. Now let's go. I'm catching up with you. Matthew 26, 51. Jesus knew this principle. He knew something here that we're going to see. Verse number 51, and we're going to go a few verses here. We're going to go up through verse 54, 26, 51 to 54. And it says here, it says, And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand, drew his sword, and stroke a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Now this was Peter. Cut off the high priest's ear. Then said Jesus to him, Put up again your sword into his place. 
For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Think you that I cannot pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? Jesus is questioning them. Do you think that I can't right now pray, and God the Father send me more than twelve legions of angels? Now, this legions is an interesting word. Because many have thought it meant thousand, but it's meant a different number according to time. Now, I, in looking up and, and looking into this, in uh, Caesar Augustus' time, this was known to be 6,826 men. It was known to be 6,100 soldiers on foot and then 726 horsemen. So Jesus is saying more than 12 legions. Now, so 12 legions at this number would be 81,912 soldiers. Let's read this again. Thank you, Father. Jesus said, Think you that I cannot now, right when, now, pray to my Father, and he shall presently, that's now, give me more than 81,912 soldiers. When? Now. Hallelujah. Jesus knew this. That he could pray to his Father. Our Father. And in that moment, there would be a spiritual force that would consume that area. And fight on Jesus' behalf. You want to know why we keep winning? Because when you and I come in true faith and seek the Father, we got big supply. We are backed up with God's best. Hallelujah. Because He is our victory. Now let's go together. And I'm, I know we're a few on minutes, but we're going to get it all. I'm not going to cheat you. I'm going to give you what I got. Go with me to, where to? Yes, sir. 2 Kings chapter 6. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. What you think? You got it? Hallelujah. I know I do. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. Praise you, Lord. We're going to go through verse 17. Not many verses here for time's sake. This is a great chapter. You find that here the prophet was being, you know, they're trying to come get him and kill him. They want him taken care of. Get out of here, right? And um, the leadership of the time was opposing him. And yet, can't touch whom God has blessed, right? No weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. And here in verse 15, we see, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, and gone forth, behold, a host come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? We are surrounded. It's you and it's me. Look, look at this. They're all over the place. Man, they're ready to kill us. They're ready to take us. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, what does he say? <laughs> You're right. What are we going to do? No, he don't say that. Look at here. Let's see what he says. 
So I got to catch up and get my verse. Here I am getting all excited. All right, and he answered what? What does he answer? Don't fear. Fear not. For they that be with us are what? Now he's, think about this. They that be with us. Young man's looking like, hold on, hold on. You? Me? You? Me? You? Me? How many times can I count us? This is us, man. What are you talking about? They that be with us. I don't see it. I don't see it. That's the problem. Many Christians are ignorant of who God says He is, so they don't see it. And the problem looks big. Looks like it's going to wipe them out. Looks like they don't got any option. Looks like they are going under fast. And God's doing what? Going, listen here. There are many that be more with us than that be against us. And here he said, They that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray you open his eyes that he may see. And what did the Lord do? And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, or look, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Hallelujah. This makes me recall, I believe it was Brother Billy Graham. I believe they were in a particular locality that was very, uh, very prone to uh, witch doctors and to voodoo, right? These things and. He said that they were there ministering and there was a certain witch doctor in the area did not like him, did not like what they were doing there. I believe it was Bill, Brother Graham, but I, irregardless, man of God's there. He said that um, one night they got done, they heard um, sounds like drums and people approaching and it's getting louder. They're getting closer, louder, louder, closer, closer. And they did what they could do. And they knelt, and they prayed, they sought the Father. All of a sudden, it stopped. Grew quiet. Moments go by, nothing happens. So they uh, go through the night, nothing, nothing. Come to find out, they found out that these people were coming to kill them. They got close to their cabin. And on top of that cabin, they saw big angel over top, I think sword in hand, ready to fight. They stopped in their tracks. They turned back. This is who we have. You know that there are angels committed to us, commissioned to us. The scriptures say that they are actually sent to serve for those that are heirs of salvation. That's us believers. You have angels. That are guarding and keeping you in all your ways. When you trust the Father. When you know Him as the Lord your victory. Praise God. My prayer for you today. We've gone over these in, in some length. If you have not viewed it. Well, there might be some things that are important in your life. That you're going to get through these ministries. Through finding out who God is. As he is. And uh, if it's made available to you at no cost. Then there's absolutely no excuse why you don't have it. And feed your faith on it. 
and live with the grace that God's given to know Him in this way. So, pray this prayer with me. Father, we together ask of You that You would reveal Yourself to us in an ever greater way as who You are. Show us, Father, clearly what is You and what is not You. Help us to see You as our provider, as our shepherd, as our healer, as our righteousness. Help us to see You as our present help. Help us to see You as our peace and as our victory. You are wonderful, Father. Help us to see You as who You say You are, the Lord who is love. And Father, as we see You in this way, help us to imitate You. Help us to be imitators of You, good representations of You in this earth, that we may show forth who You are and that we may continue in these days to come to grow in fellowship with You and to know You more and more and to increase in this knowledge of Your wonderful redemption. Thank You for it, Father. We believe we receive it now. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, we would so enjoy hearing from you here. We, we enjoy all that we hear from you in these days. We're so thankful to be able to pray with you. If there's any way that we can release faith with you and believe God with you, go ahead and get in touch with us here. You can get in touch with us through our email, spanoministries at gmail.com. And if you have been so helped by the ministry, let us know. We want to rejoice with you. When God is able to heal you because of His Word going forth, we want to know about it. We want to rejoice with you. So let us know. It's a wonderful thing when this happens. You share your experience. We can share it. And then others can hear it and be blessed thereby as well. So praise God. We're so thankful that you've tuned in. We bless you and we will see you soon.